0: Welcome to season two of the Small School Big Time Hoops podcast with your host Javon Masters. New episodes are dropping every Friday morning. You can find the podcast shared on both our Twitter and Facebook pages. Like or follow those pages to be alerted on who the guests will be for that week, plus much more. Also, subscribe and review the podcast on Apple Pod. Our guest this week is UVA Wise assistant coach Jacqueline Kessler. We talk about hoops, her journey, and much more. It was great getting to know Jacqueline. There are a few audio hiccups, I apologize for that, but trust me, this conversation is worth fighting through that. Thanks for tuning in, and let's jump in. As mentioned, assistant coach and recruiting coordinator for UVA Wise, Jacqueline Kessler joins the pod. Coach, thank you for joining.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited to kind of talk to you. Uh, You have a little bit of a unique perspective. Um, You're an assistant coach, and I'm excited to kind of get that perspective. But I want to go all the way back to the beginning of your whole basketball journey. You were originally from Blountville, Tennessee. You were a four-time all-conference performer. You chose to play at Concord University, where you were also a an all-conference performer, you had a stellar playing career. What do you think back on all of your time playing, whether that's as a little kid all the way through college, what kind of sticks out to you or what memories are you? do you really look back on?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> but, no, the memories, I think, are what stick out to me the most. Um, there are plenty of exciting games that stick out as well. Um, you know, when I was a senior in college, we beat – one of the top-ranked teams that we hadn't beat since I was a freshman. You know, and I can name many more games like that. Um, but I think the thing that stands out, again, the most is just the relationships that i built with teammates over the years, my peers, um, coaches. Uh, you know, I'm basically an auntie now, my best friend and roommate in college. You know, she's a mom now. Um, couldn't be more happy for her. And I've traveled through Europe with one of my other best friends. And then, you know, I, I keep up with our administration and cafeteria workers on Facebook. They still uh, shout out to me a lot. And then, you know, I still have a run- wonderful relationship with all of my coaches. Um, you know, they helped me get my foot in the door in coach- coaching. And if it wasn't for all of them, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today.
0: You mentioned that relationships are a huge part of this whole basketball world. After you finish playing, what kind of drew you to coaching, and then how did you break into the profession?
1: Um, you know, I, I didn't always know that I would get into college. I knew I wanted to make an impact in young people's lives. Um, I initially actually started working in a group home for kids who were right kind of on that borderline of, like, the juvenile system, but they got, like, sent there instead, and um, I loved that job, but I was looking to kind of grow, and I wanted to get my master's, I started applying to uh, GA positions and coaching jobs kind of just all over the country. Uh, I knew I might have to, like, move far away just to kind of get my foot in the door because you just never know. My um, – the head coach at UPJ, Coach Haas, he took a chance on me and gave me my first assist- assistant coaching job. He called my uh, college head, head coach, um, Kenny Osborne, and Kenny uh, gave me a great recommendation um, – I honestly think one of the things that helped me in my interview when Coach Drehaas called me was, uh, you know, the job was open kind of late. And it was my willingness to kind of jump at any opportunity. When he uh, asked me how quick I could be there, I told him, you know, I'd like to give the jobs that I was working at the time a little two-week notice, you know, just out of respect. But if he needed me tomorrow, that I'd pack my bags that night. So, uh, you know, I just uh, couldn't thank Coach Drehaas enough for taking a chance on me and believing in me.
0: One of the things that people don't often talk about with coaching is the fact that there are times where you just kind of have to pack up and leave and go to an area that is very unfamiliar to you with all new people. How did you personally kind of get through that? I'm sure there's probably a little bit of um, anxiety and stuff, but how did you get through that um, early in your coaching career?
1: Uh, Just the support of my friends and family. Um, I'll be honest, that was hard. I was one of the First, ones of my friends to like graduate college. A lot of them had to do like an extra year. So I was kind of seeing them go back to school and kind of enjoying that process. And so I was adjusting to the real world. Um, and like you said, yeah, just moving far from home. I was about seven and a half hours from home. Um, they didn't have sweet tea where I was at. <laughs> so that was a big adjustment for me. Um, but, you know, again, just the people, the team that, that I had, had the, the girls awesome. were wonderful. Um, and Coach Drehaus, you know, they kind of took me in their family was really great to me. So, uh, yeah, just, everybody around me just really helped with that, that transition.
0: You mentioned that your first assistant position was at the university of Pittsburgh, Johnstown. Well, um, when you think back on that first year of coaching, what were some of your major takeaways? How was it maybe similar to what you expected and how was it maybe different than what you expected?
1: Um, yeah, no, I'm so many takeaways, honestly. Uh, you know, that'd probably be a whole nother podcast, but (laughs) I think the biggest takeaway is that, you know, it's okay to ask questions and be vulnerable. Um, You know, as student athletes, uh, you know, we think we understand the time, effort and energy uh, that coaches, you know, that they put in and, and the time that it takes um, to just, you know, just even put together like a simple scout, you know, but I had so much to learn and grow in. Um, And I think the other takeaways. Uh, to show them like the team how much you care early like make that your priority when you first get somewhere um, one of my favorite quotes is uh, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and I don't, I don't that couldn't be more true you know if my girls didn't understand how important they were to me as soon as I stepped on that campus I probably wouldn't have been able to like build those relationships and and get the productivity out of them that I did
0: Yeah, you mentioned it a little bit ago. You wanted to pursue your master's. Um, You decided after that first year to do the whole GA thing, and you spent two years at Lincoln Memorial University. What initially interested you about the GA route, and what was that experience like?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, just furthering my education was just always important to me. I mean, like I said, I initially was applying to even GA positions, just trying to, like – further my education. Um, You know, I wasn't ready to leave UPJ. Um, I really loved the program, but LMU was offering the opportunity to get my degree and it was six hours closer to home as well. So that was a big factor. Um, You know, our assistants there, uh, Coach Al Carrington, he took me under his wing wing and really taught me the ins and outs of the job. And then my head coach, Chris Levins, um, she kind of gave me a lot of free reign, which you don't normally see with GAs. Um, You know, they kind of do a lot of the Um, grunt work where it's, you know, doing laundry and just, you know, ordering food and things like that, but um, she kind of trusted me to do my thing um, when I first got there, and they wanted to implement a defense that I'd ran in college, uh, the pack line defense, Um, so when I got there, I was able to kind of teach that and instill that in our program, and then I kind of worked closely with our guard group, so I was very fortunate that she gave me the ability to do all of that as a G.A.,
0: Definitely. I think this will interest a lot of listeners, but when you initially got to uh, Lincoln Memorial University, how did you kind of go about um, showing the coaching staff what you could do? Because you said they gave you free reign, but I'm sure you earned that. How did you kind of show them what you could do early on?
1: Yeah. Like I said, I think the big thing was that they were, um, wanting to run a system that I'd already ran. So I kind of had the experience um, that they were looking for. So that that helped a ton. Um, like I said, they, they wanted to run the pack line defense my senior year of college. Um, we had implemented that and ran it to a to a T, And I, I think that um, I'd really bought into that system. I really liked that defense. So when, when they told me they were interested in doing it, but they didn't know that I'd ran it. So I was like, I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, oh, I, I know this defense. I ran it. I played it. I can, you know, I can help teach it. Um, and then I think just doing that in drills early on, like in the preseason and just showing that I was knowledgeable on it and then getting to work with the guards a little bit, just I think showed her, um, again, I guess, just kind of where I was at and how passionate I was about it. And then she just kind of trusted me from there. So
0: That's awesome, Coach. Um, after your time at Lincoln Memorial, you transi- uh, transitioned to UVA-wise. What initially drew you to and interested you about that specific program?
1: Oh yeah. Um being close to my family was a big factor. Um, you know, I grew up an hour down the road, so I knew my family would be able to attend games and you know their support means the world to me. And at the time, UVA Wise was still in the Mountain East Conference. We've since then transitioned to the South Atlantic Conference. Um But when we were in the Mountain East, that was a conference I was very familiar with because that's what Concord was in when I played. Um, So I felt like I could could have a lot of success like in the league. Um, And then the best part about the job was after I'd applied to the assistant position, I knew the head coaching position was open as well. But I got a phone call from my assistant coach when I was at Concord, Jamie Klusman, And she told me she had just accepted the head coach position and she wanted me to come down for an interview after I got back from the final four, you know, and she wanted to kind of just take this team to new heights and was hoping that I'd, I'd be a part of it. Um, you know, she always tells our recruits that she recruited me twice (laughs) because she recruited me heavy out of high school, you know, and I got to play for her for three years before she left and went on to a new school. And then, um, we had such a great relationship that, she recruited me to join her on her first head coaching journey. I think it just really shows how important like those relationships are and you know I th- I'm thankful that ours is that strong, and it just kind of makes me feel super like thankful and special that she has that much faith in me so
0: you're exactly right. Um, the work that you put in this player helped you get the position you are now, and so you never know who's watching or how it'll impact you down the road so that's truly special yeah, before, we kinda, before we of before we kind of talk about kind of the new heights that you mentioned talk to me a little bit about UVA wise. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the institution. Why uh, should a student athlete be interested in the school or the women's basketball program?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, A big thing is like we sell here is our uh, degree. So when you graduate from UVA wise, we are a, a branch campus of university of Virginia. So when you graduate from here, you get a UVA diploma. Um, so you know it's very prestigious when you move on to look at grad schools or look at job interviews Um, and then we sell our facilities I think we've got one of the top-notch facilities when it comes to division twos I think we've got one of the best ones in the conference Um, so we really try to sell that and then just kind of sell our style and sell ourselves and just being part of our program like we we have a family atmosphere here Um, like I said I mean I I played for my head coach and now I'm, I'm working with her so it shows how important that relationship alone is. And then the relationship that we build with our players, um, you know, they've kind of bought into everything we've done since we got here. And, uh, but that, that, those relationships are so important to us and we pour into those. And like I said, it's just a family atmosphere. Um, We're thankful for the families that come along with these recruits and these uh, current players that we have. We've, we couldn't ask for a better group of just fans and family members.
0: So. Well, coach, you already have me sold. Um, you <laughs> mentioned it that the current head coach wanted to take things to new heights. Um, the first two years you were there, you guys were right around five hundred, mm-hmm. but this past year, you guys really accomplished something really special. Um, You're yeah. fifteen and five. How were you guys able to be so successful with all of this adversity that has faced? I'm sure your program and our country as a whole this year.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I I give all the credit to our kids. Uh, our kids have bought into the program, really, since we stepped on campus here. Um, that's a big part of our culture. You know, our senior class, they they really set the bar for what we expect out of our program. Um, and then now, moving forward, you know, we don't just recruit the kids, we recruit the families too. Um, and like I said, I'm thankful for the families that we have because they're amazing. So moving forward, that's, that's a huge thing we'll continue to do. Um, but I, I think every team and every kid in the country proved so much and so showed so much uh, perseverance this season. You know, at times it was mentally and physically draining for everyone. Um, I'm um, roommates with our athletic trainer here on campus, and just the work that she put in this year, I don't think most people would understand you know, she went above and beyond for every student athlete and, and she had to do a job that was outside of her norm, you know, she had to do COVID testing and she's never had to deal with. And so I think it just so many hands in the, in the pot, just working hard, but you know, it's, uh, it made me see just like how much our team bonding, like we didn't get to do that. And our kids still found a way to bond with each other and build those relationships and were able to get it done on the court. And like I said, you know, we, we tried to run everything the exact same as we would in a normal year too, just to kind of make them get that same feel. We didn't change how we did scouts or change film or change practice. Like we ran everything the same. Obviously masks were implemented and all those different criteria. So we had, to, we had to change our coaching style, but same. Um, and we, we also just can- kind of tackled one day at a time because you never knew what was going to happen. Um, At one point this year, uh, Coach and I were trying to scout three teams in two days because one team had gotten COVID and then we moved another game and then something happened with that team. So then we had to go back and we didn't know which team we were going to play. So we were, you know, trying to throw three different scouts together, you know. But I I couldn't be more proud of, like, every individual and every person that went through this year and made this year happen, so –
0: you mentioned one thing that I really do want to touch on is uh, your roommate, who's an athletic trainer, and people who around campus like the SIDs and all the other people that really did a lot of extraordinary things um, throughout this year to yeah. allow athletics to happen. I think they definitely deserve a shout-out, so I'm glad you touched on that. You fulfill... A number of roles at UVA wise but one that sticks out to me is that you are the recruiting coordinator for someone who isn't super familiar with what that specifically mm-hmm. means what is that and then why is it a role that you take pride in and that you enjoy
1: yeah for sure um you know we all kind of all have a hand in the recruiting process here you know especially at division two level I think that's a big thing for everybody um you know we don't have multiple assistants handling all of that. Um, we do have another assistant our staff, Coach Molly, um, who does a wonderful job with, like, our graphics. I, she is so creative and does so many cool things with – I mean, I could go on for days about all the graphics that she has made. Um, and then I think my biggest job is to make sure that I'm knowing all the best local talent in our, you know, just our area and our surrounding area Um, You know, I keep a recruiting log that's very detailed with all the kids that we're interested in, along with, like, different information in it, from highlight films to, you know, Twitter accounts even. So, um, you know, I, I just I love the recruiting side of things. I love building relationships with potential student athletes and trying to find the right fits for our program. You know, even a few kids that we've lost to other schools, I still have great relationships with them. You know, they'll send me a birthday text or, you know, I'll check in on them throughout their season. And uh, I just really enjoy finding, like, the pieces to our program. Uh, our first recruiting class here consists of um, two sophomores this year. They're kids that have already made conference – all-conference team both years and have both already scored over a 1,000 points. So I just enjoy the whole process of it, of finding the fits and um, – fun pieces that are going to continue to make us successful
0: building your team and building the people around you is definitely one of the most exciting parts about collegiate athletics um from what you're saying it sounds like you've hit a couple home runs early on so i think people should be a little bit nervous about what else you're going to do
1: <laughs> i hope so that's the plan
0: I often talk to a lot of head coaches, but I'm excited to kind of get your perspective as an assistant. Obviously, you have aspirations to one day be a head coach, but kind of the work that you're in now is preparing you for when that time comes. How do you look at each day as an opportunity to grow and not get caught maybe looking too far ahead?
1: Yeah, I think that's the biggest part right there is not getting caught, like looking, looking ahead. You know, I think one of the biggest things is, um, you know, like being where your feet are. I think you got to always be where your feet are. Um, know, I definitely want to be a head coach one day, but I have to be dedicated to this team and these girls every single day. And, um, just be, be where my feet are because their success is the most important thing. If I take care of them, I'll land wherever God wants me to be. Um, and I think the other thing is just being a sponge. you know my head coach is one of the hardest workers in the business that I know, and she's so smart so I just try to take um, in everything I learned from her I've been fortunate to learn from uh, you know three amazing coaches at the all the different universities I've been at and you know, different from each one of them so.
0: Definitely. Um, we've had conversations about how you and the rest of the staff are using off season right now to help your student athletes grow. When talking about personal growth, what are some areas that you want to improve on during this off season?
1: Uh, I would just say, you know, study the game. Um, I think film is huge. I just, I think I got to watch a lot of film this this summer. Film of our past games. Uh, film of you know past seasons. Film from. You know WNBA games coming up, uh, all, all of it. I just I think that's so huge. And then just reading a lot. Um, I really like to dig into some books and um, just get a little, again, little nodule pieces from that. And then listen to maybe some seminars and stuff like that. So since we couldn't have the Final Four and the convention this year, I know like they do a lot of the over the summer. They did a lot of different Zoom calls and stuff like that. So I try to sit in on any of those that I can. But Again, just just studying the game in any way possible.
0: Definitely. I think that's a big thing that we've learned over this past year is just how you can find unique ways to stay connected and to continue to grow. Um, The final question that I have for you tonight is give me just a little bit of a reason or a couple of reasons why you're excited about this upcoming season, why you think that your program can kind of duplicate the success that they had this year.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, well, I would say one big thing is we're returning uh, two seniors. They decided to take that extra year um, that the NCAA granted. So we're losing two big key pieces, but we're also, again, gaining two back that I think are, are huge for us. Um, and, you know, I, again, I've, I've said earlier, like they set the bar for our program. So having them back is, is going to be great. And they kind of already know what's expected. They've been through it. And then they just – they put in the work, and and they're talented kids, and they they produce results. And then, like I said, our our two top performers are sophomores, so they're also returning. Um, Like I said, already have scored over 1,000 points. Um, One averages a double-double with assists. And I just – you know, with that on top of the kids that we've got coming in – I just, I think we're going to make some noise in the conference and I'm excited. I I hope we can get back to having a full schedule and no uh, shortened season due to COVID, but um, I'm definitely excited to see what we can do.
0: Well, from our conversation, coach, you have me excited. I I appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your night to tell us a little bit about your journey and UVA-wise, and I know that I'll definitely be following along in the future, so thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, and I'll be following your program as well.
0: I want to thank Coach Kessler for taking the time to join the pod. I want to thank all of you for listening as well. Be sure to like and follow our social media pages for more great episodes of the Small School Big Time Hoops podcast. Look out for weekly podcasts with many more great coaches coming soon. This is Javon Masters with the Small School Big Time Hoops podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay positive, and keep growing the game.